So I really care about, um, I care about cannabis and education in the nuts and bolts. Like, let me teach you how to grow so that you can take care of yourself. Let me teach you how to make cash so you can take care of yourself. But at the same time, I'm very interested in the larger, the larger story. Like, how does our cannabis, how does cannabis in our lives actually change the world? If you got one, spark up. You listen to the Higher Learning Podcast with 420 NJ Events. Let's go! Happy 420, everybody. Welcome to the Higher Learning with 420 NJ Events Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Robinson. Here are my co-host, my brother, my co-founder, Stan O'Coral. Stan, what's up, baby? Hold on, brother. Chilling, man. Chilling. Listen, guys, we got a uh, we got a, a special, special guest on the show tonight. This woman's an OG in this game. Uh, she's an educator, a writer, a public speaker. You can't talk about hash without talking about this woman. I'm talking about the Dank Duchess. Dank Duchess, what's up? Hello, how you doing? What's going on? How you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, this evening. Um, you know, when we think about the Dank Duchess, you're obviously one of a kind. We love it. Um, but before we jump into all the great things you've been working on, let's just start by giving us a little background on just, you know, who you are, how you got in the cannabis industry, and of course, how you came up with the name, the Dank Duchess. Okay, so I like this new little thing. Long story less long. I used to be a web designer. So I, I went to Howard. I went to Howard University for mathematics and psychology. And while I was there, I got into web design. So web design has been like a big thing for me for a long time. And uh, I was a freelance web designer for years before I did like a stint in education. And then all the while, the truth of the matter is I was growing cannabis in Florida. Statute of, lim- of, of limitations done, so I could say that. Okay. I looked it up. You know what I'm saying? I was growing weed in Florida, mad nervous uh, about my activities, still struggling to figure out what I, what my purpose was with besides just growing weed for myself. And I made the decision to move over to California in 2014. So I was, I was. Just to let you know, I was super anti-cannabis. I became pro-cannabis after uh, reading a little bit and then trying a little bit of weed, realizing that they had lied. It was a whole bunch of lies. I could still do calculus. My brain was still there. And so I realized that growing cannabis was important because A, I couldn't afford to smoke to smoke as much as I wanted to smoke. And B, I love creating things, right? So fast forward to 2014, I decided to move over to California because I had gone to Seattle to learn how to make CO2 concentrate. And it was an amazing experience, but Seattle wasn't for me. If you haven't been to Seattle, it's like gray, it's wet, and it's gray. Uh, and so that's why I decided to come to the Bay. Plus, Oakland allowed you to have the most amount of grow, uh, most amount of plants with Measure Z. You could have 72 plants per person indoors, 20 plants per person outdoors. I mean, considering coming, I was coming from a closet of like four plants. This was like pretty major for me, right? So as I'm coming across, and it was specifically Texas. As I'm coming across Texas, I'm trying to figure out what my persona is going to be across the way here. And my next door neighbor's dog's name was Duchess. And I used to fight that dog. I mean, like literally physically fight that dog. It was a half Rottweiler, half Doberman Pinscher. And she was awesome. She was just 
super great. Um, and she was still real regal, right? She was she was rugged, but she was regal. And I like the name Duchess, and I wanted something that had a little bit of tension with that. And the word dank means something foul. I mean, within the cannabis industry, dank is like that dopeness, right? But dank means foul, and Duchess is just so refined, and I like the tension between that. So I went with Dank Duchess. And when I did my first article for Weed World Magazine, my editor put a the on there. And I'm really consistent about branding. So since it had already been published as the Dank Duchess, from then on, I became the Dank Duchess. So that's why I'm a little bit a stickler for the Dank Duchess. And then I went on to like trademark it and stuff like that when this one set of companies tried to steal my market position. But you know, that's how the cannabis industry is. So that's that's what I came from. That's dope. That's really dope. I mean, I love the fact that you obviously traveled around the country, kind of got this experience, different vibes, different things like that. You know, we were um, we were reading up on your on your motto, which is obviously mm-hmm. cannabis fuels your power and hashes your niche. And I was on your Instagram and I saw a video where you were working out. You were getting it in too, but you mm-hmm. were smoke breaks. So yes. I, yeah. So I gotta ask, like, how big of a, of an influence is cannabis just on your daily activities? Hey, honey, I got to tell you, it's all weed, everything. So let me just tell you that the, the official motto is cannabis flower fuels my power and my niche is hashish. So niche happens to be a French word and it's a, a testament to my mentor. My mentor is the OG, super, super OG, triple OG, uh, Frenchie Cannoli, right? And Frenchie Cannoli is French. So my niche is hashish kind of like worked out because of the way we came into um Knowing each other, I almost didn't know anything about hash, but, you know, complaining about the fact that in front of him was all this chocolate and I expected to see some dabs when I was in an event. And he says, this is not chocolate, this is hashish. So, you know, hashish is always on my mind and hashish figures into my my myself, not just my brand, but my life all the time. So, yeah, I work out. After I've smoked, I take breaks. Why? Because A, cannabis is a bronchodilator. B, the thing about cannabis is it gets you into this vibe, into this flow, and you can feel the exchange with your muscles a lot better. Like, And it's not all exercises the same. Like if you're stretching, if you're stretching after smoking, I swear you can feel the elongating of your muscle fibers. So I'm really, really big into that. Um, I, you know, I grow cannabis and because I grow not just femmes, I grow reg, regular um, seeds. I get boys from time to time. And rather than just chuck the boys, if I'm not trying to do some kind of breeding thing, I eat the boys because cannabis is great for smoking, but uh, raw cannabis is chock full of all of these uh, cannabinoids that are amazing for your body. So my little workout situation might be a smoke workout, then I'll blend up a smoothie that has some leaves in it. All of that like factors into it. My muscles are hurting me. I use, I, you know, I make my own salves out of my hash and such like that. So cannabis is like every single part of it. When I'm doing my painting, you know, I want to get into a really creative vibe. Nothing like a good joint. Nothing like a, or a good chill. Nothing like a good joint or a good chill. So it's it's all weed everything for me, honey. All weed everything. Nah, that's good. I mean, you're almost tapping into your inner self. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so let, let's stay on that topic for a second, the hash. I mean, you're obviously mm-hmm. international queen of hashish, right? Um, so, and then we love the concentrates, the resins, all that stuff. So like, can you talk a little bit about the, the relationship between hash and just the health benefits that are associated with it? 
Sure. So let me just make sure I have to give my prop, give props to the real queen. The real queen of hash is a woman named Mila. She invented this whole thing. Like the way we make hash right now. Mila Jensen out of Amsterdam. She's the real queen. A friend of mine, but she's the real, real queen. I'm the Duchess. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm okay to be, I'm learning. Okay, so, but hash. So people ask me that all the time. Like, why do you smoke hash instead of smoking cannabis? And it's not an instead of, it is an as well as. The thing about hash is hash is just concentrated cannabis. And that which you're getting from the cannabis, uh, you know, when we're smoking our cannabinoids, that's what I'm collecting as a hash maker. And therefore, um, that's what's being concentrated. And all hash is, is a concentrated, super efficient, I mean, the efficacy is like, Bam. So whereas I could smoke one of my big joint, well, my joints have hash in it, but like a joint, you smoke the whole thing. And that's great. I can take a couple of dabs of hash and I'm and I'm fantastic. And hash hits you a little bit different. I find that cannabis has an ability to be very open, opening for the brain. It's like the gates are opening. You're aware of all the different um, perspectives in front of you, whereas hash has a tendency to be focusing. So when I'm going to do some work that I already know what I'm doing, I'm going to smoke some hash so that I can focus on that. But if I'm really trying to get as much input as possible to bring as much as I can into a painting or something, it's going to be heavy on the flower. And, and hash is there for me for everything that I need cannabis for. My anxiety, I found out that I have anxiety back in 2015 after I was writing an article, again, from Weed World Magazine about the blood drive, a piece of hash called blood drive. And when I realized that I didn't have the euphoria that's usually associated with smoking or taking dabs, but rather I had quiet in my mind, that's when I could see the difference between the disorganized life or disorganized mental state I usually am with and something much more manageable. And so what I like about hash, because of its concentrated nature, is I can see the effects immediately. It's not like 10 minutes down the line, it might be 30 seconds. And the other thing that's great about hash, I mean, as a connoisseur, is the flavor. The For, for most people when they smoke weed, they're like, oh yeah, I could taste this cherry, this, I could taste that, blah, blah. But the flavor of combustion, actual fire on organic material has a tendency to muddy up the flavor. But when you have really high quality, six star full melt, and all you're getting are those lemon jack terps. Woo! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> That's where it's at. So for all, all the things, you know, I'm, you know, getting my body back to homeostasis, which is what, you know, cannabis does, hash is just faster about it. And, and in a lot of ways, more flavorful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, man, I, I feel like I'm in class right now. You know, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is awesome. So you know, let, let's shift gears for a second. Mm -hmm. I know you do a ton of public speaking. Um, uh -huh. you, know, you have a passion for just educating. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, one of the biggest holes we see in the cannabis industry is the educational aspect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and just thinking about whether it's hash, ancillary products, and particularly. So I'm just curious, like, what have you been doing recently just to kind of spread awareness and just educate the masses? Um, <laughs> just, just educate the masses. Well, I mean, I, I asked myself that of recent because what I was doing up until a couple months ago was writing for various magazines and such. Right, right now, I've pared that down. I'm still doing these public speaking events. I mean, I'm here talking to you. And um, I have joined up with 
ACAM, which is a organization all about um, cannabis health equity uh, that is also pairing with our public and private institutions. So I'm still doing, you know, work in that standpoint. We are all doing something with regard with Clubhouse and, and doing some public speaking with the average person who might just trickle in, who doesn't know that they want to know information about hash or they want to know information about cannabis. The, the curious For the curious person, Clubhouse is absolutely fantastic. And right now I am actually contributing to a book on cannabis and spirituality because, okay, so I really care about... Um, I care about cannabis and education in the nuts and bolts. Like, let me teach you how to grow so that you can take care of yourself. Let me teach you how to make cash so you can take care of yourself. But at the same time, I'm very interested in the larger, the larger story. Like, how does our cannabis, how does cannabis in our lives actually change the world? So I'm uh, contributing to a book on that with some pretty heavy hitters in the psychedelic space and the cannabis space. So. I had taken a sabbatical on writing, but I am back to writing again. And then I feel like even though I step back from this organization that I really want to bring off the ground called Mocha Mary Jane, all about amplifying black and brown women's voices in cannabis, I took a step back trying to figure out where I'm trying to go with my career. But I do see that even though I took a step back for six months, there's still a hole. So I'm about to get back in there. You know, I'll make it work. I'll find an extra hour or two in the day. Now that's awesome. And listen, it's much needed. And no better, no better person to teach it than the dang Duchess. So that's awesome. Thank you. You're so sweet. For sure. You know, I, like I mentioned, we've been following you on Instagram, and I, I just really love the the powerful, thoughtful messaging behind like all of your posts. I think it's really Thank awesome. You. I really love the fact that you microdose as well. Mm-hmm. That we've been talking about a lot, especially here on, on the East Coast. So just mm-hmm. could you give us just your thoughts on microdosing, the benefits of it, and you know why it's important to you? Sure. Okay. So I am like obsessed with mushrooms. I don't know if you can see behind me. I like do mushroom art, quite a bit of mushroom art. Actually, I'm doing a huge piece. It's four feet by five feet right in front of me. So mushrooms are important to me. I've been involved or I I did my first grill like over 15 years ago. Um, Mushrooms as the idea of taking mushrooms at various doses to find myself clean up some stuff, go out to outer space. All of that is great. At the same time, on a daily basis or semi-daily basis, sometimes you need to get over these little humps. And again, I've mentioned my anxiety and I generally take CBD for anxiety. It works pretty well. Works pretty well within half an hour. I can see different perspectives, blah, blah, blah. However, let's say I have one of these panels I like slept a little bit bad. I'm feeling a little off all in my feelings or something like that. The CBD doesn't work generally as well as taking a very small microdose. So a microdose is a um, a dose of whether it's going to be LSD or it's going to be psilocybin. Some people even microdose other things, but these are two things that I can talk about specifically. Uh, psilocybin, it's a sub-perceptible dose of uh, fungal medicine, which does not get you tripping, doesn't get you thinking about your what happened in the third grade or anything like that, but rather it allows you to divorce from our anxieties and emotions that don't serve for what you're trying to do at any given time. It like drops a lot of the attachments and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and just deals with what is. And that's why it's so fantastic for the people in Silicon Valley, people in business, since you're talking about, you know, over here on the East Coast, 
Wall Street loves microdosing because the tunnel vision and the focus is like, I mean, so imagine some hash and a microdose. I'm telling you, honey, I'm telling you, I'm like mixing and matching and I'm doing all kinds of alchemical things over here. Uh, for sure, for sure. That, that's awesome. That's very, very insightful. You know, uh, speaking of just being insightful, you, you've obviously been in the game over 18 years. You just mentioned you first grow over 15 years ago. Um, I think it's safe to say you got a firm grip on what you're doing, right? What's, <laughs> what's some of the best advice you would give an up-and-comer, you know, trying to get in the game, and particularly the extraction niche, like someone that's trying to get into that, that realm? Oh, that one? Oh, there are a couple of really solid things that I would say. Okay, first things first, be willing to put yourself out there. A lot of times people are just like, put yourself out there and be vulnerable and learn. Oh, Duchess, can you tell me blah, 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 blah? Well, you know, everything that I learned, yes, I got a huge base from Frenchie, but everything I learned was from other um, hash makers, asking them questions, reading, reading, reading. So doing research right off the top, be willing to, to engage in some self-directed learning. That's, that's like number one. And especially with something like concentrates where there's a lot of flexing online. A lot of times people, you know, when I first started doing hash in 2014, no one wants to share their tech. Now, good half of the people do want to share their tech because they want to show you how dope they are. So by all means, jump into their little ego expression and learn what you can learn because the information is there for free. Number two, pay for a class. Pay for a class. There's only so much stuff that you're gonna get in the for free model. And if you really, really care about getting into it, $1,000 is so little compared to what you're gonna get so you don't make the mistakes. It only takes a couple of runs of, it might take one run of messing up some fresh frozen that was $2,800 a pound, and you realize you don't really know what you're doing, that you're just like, man, if I had just taken that $1,000 class. So self-directed learning and pay for a class and work harder than everybody else, especially if you look like us. Mm -hmm. Work harder than everybody else because this is the most backstabbing industry I've ever, ever, ever been around. Like ever, because there's so much money involved, there's so much ego involved and there's so much opportunity. It's the wild frontier. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are like stabbing to get to get ahead. And with that knowledge, you have to know that with a, a small crew, because we can't really do it uh, alone, with a small crew that's tight to you and your own knowledge, you can get far. If you're depending on other people to force, you know, to feed you all the information, that's not going to work. If you're depending on everybody to be kumbaya and no one's going to, you know, it's cannabis and we're all loving. Nope, you're going to get screwed on that. And if you're just depending on having a job, come on, it's 2021. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's real. Are you spitting the gospel right now? You spitting the gospel. Um, you know, we always end our show on, on what we call a high note. And as you as well, you know, what what would you say is your favorite strain of all time and why? And, and before you answer that, because you're who you are, I want to know what your favorite flower is and I want to know what your favorite has. <laughs> okay. My favorite flower to smoke. Favorite flower to smoke. Keep thinking it's gonna change, but it doesn't. It's super silver haze. Ooh. My favorite flower to wash as hash is a flower called Jagu out of Covalo in Mendocino. My favorite flower to smoke as hash, 
to take dabs and such like that, that I can say mm, a recent, right now is that mimosa. Okay. Mimosa is pretty nice. I like anything that has those sweet and tart and perhaps some funky terps. Let me add in one other thing. Yeah. Really close second is Tropicana cookies because Tropicana cookies smells like funky armpits with oranges in it. <laughs> That's what I like. I like those rotten tarts. I'm the dank duchess. Uh-huh. Of course, I gotta like it dank, baby. Ranker, stanker, danker. You know, that's how it hey. goes. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Listen, this is awesome. Before we get out of here, how can our uh, audience get in contact with you? What's your socials? Sure. Branding matters. So on every single social, it's the dank duchess. And my website is thedankduchess.com. So you can find me at any time. Um, There'll be times when I can talk for two seconds in the DM, and there'll be times that I'm gonna be on a Zoom call for two hours for free. Just never know. Just reach out, and I will always at least direct someone to to resources that can be helpful. All right, awesome. Listen, guys, there you have it. Well, listen, we wanna just thank all everyone, our entire 420 NJ Events family for tuning in. Make sure you guys got the notifications on. Make sure you're ready for our next episode when it drops. This has been the Higher Learning, the 420 NJ Events podcast featuring the Dank Duchess. Till next time, medicate responsibly. Let's go.